When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment with uh, Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Hey, guys. Hey, producer Don McClain. Hello. Hump day. Oh, it is hump day. <laughs> you guys remember the camel commercial? Yeah, from Geico. Great. Yeah. Oh, that was a Geico commercial? Pretty sure it was. I Geico. thought it was like. Uh, for food. I don't know why. Oh, we don't remember the product. That's exactly the opposite right. of what they want. I know. Steve's probably right. I don't fall for that stuff. Are you kidding? <laughs> mm. Hey, um, while you're looking that up... Um, mm. Geico. Oh, okay. All right. Good Good one, Steve. Thanks. You're exactly who they're probably talking to then. <laughs> um, anyway, Dawn, yeah. would you like to pose the question to Steve that you guys were talking about on your show this morning? <laughs> <laughs> Well, there were there were several questions. Well, ask them all. Okay. She wants you to ask me the most salacious. Okay. I'm sure. Do you know anything about this, Steve? No. Nothing. Okay. Well, uh, we talked about the show Naked and Afraid. Oh Lord, um, my, my my nightmare. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. There's that. <laughs> um, so then um, we turned it into would you do, would you do the show Naked and Afraid? No, no. Okay. Let me be super clear about my thoughts of my naked body. Okay. And maybe this will help answer other subsequent mm-hmm. questions. Some people look at their naked body and they're like, oh yeah, I am bringing it. This is great. <laughs> Others of us just think, yeah, we can, we can turn the lights down. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. Yep. I, uh, so then, that's how I feel with my wife. Uh-huh. Now, okay. who am I on with All a contestant right. from right. Jersey? All right, All right. so There's moving on to one. this. So okay. if we did Project Down and Dirty, Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Um, Didn't Steve used to work at my you, talk? Yeah, would did. you, because we're out in the wilderness and we're trying to survive, would you snuggle nude? Not even close. Okay. No. Okay, see, I had the Bye. Ex- Steve's exactly. gone. Donna also, said, she, yes, with any staff member, she just wants to be touched. I said, I long to be touched. <laughs> she longs to be touched. <laughs> and I said, uh, only, I said <laughs> only with women. Oh, oh I snuggle with any dude. I don't care. But then I said, I would. You're not would, snuggling with me. I would Except snuggle Steve. possibly with men if I was dying and I was so cold, but I have to be the big spoon. Yes, okay. yes, because you don't important. want anyone poking around back there. And then the question was posed, um, <laughs> actually Elizabeth first. came into this, um, if we were in a survival situation and mm-hmm. um, we're all the, the staff, 
who would we eat first? <laughs> now, now I this thought, is an interesting question. I thought Bradley would be good because he would taste the best because he I works out be, a lot. I know. I think he'd be too tough. Too tough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's like a chicken breast. I need a chicken thigh. Okay. And then Elizabeth said, <laughs> we need to eat the person that is, is least useful, least useful, <laughs> and the most annoying. And she picked you. She <laughs> is going. To get it. And then I started texting Jason. I'm like, please eat me. <laughs> Donna just doesn't want to be in this situation no. anymore. So she said, eat me first. Oh, that Elizabeth. Oh, she's, she's a real turncoat, you know? Uh, you don't know who you can trust. <laughs> Screw it. I'm back in. I'm in Naked and Afraid oh, now. Just because now I want to plot against these people. Yeah. No, I would be so out. Yeah, I would be too. so out. I don't, let me be clear. I don't want to see any of you naked. I don't no. want to see any parts no. of you without... Full HR compliant clothing. <laughs> How about um, clothed and comfortable instead of naked and afraid? <laughs> right. Yeah, clothed that's... and confident, feeling good. Um, Dawn. Yeah. Now, would it? Would you be okay snuggling with a man if he was gay? Yes. You'd be more likely to snuggle. Yeah. With like Bradley or Jason. Yeah. Than Kenny. That's... Yeah. That's fair, yes. yeah. Then can your Steve? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, so man. funny. Okay, good one. But I still want to be the big spoon. Funny, the oh, only okay. person I then just imagined, um, yeah, that's for sure. The only person that I imagined cuddling with, like, could I cuddle with this person, was Kenny. Because it feels like he would, he knows already. I'm sure he's done some sort of a nature trek at some point. Yeah. I could see him beating yeah. his back with those handful of branches, you know. Yeah. I could see him really embracing it. So Yes. He feels have, like, like he more would paint. Keep me safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so. <sighs> I would be completely useless. I wouldn't hunt. I wouldn't fish. No, see, I think I would do pretty well. I can't make a fire. Oh. Yeah, you'd probably win the whole thing. Yeah. Well, next, you would. next week, I think it's happening next week. I think I, I was supposed to sleep outside. Yeah. But they canceled it they because did. it was too cold. I wanted to do it anyway. And they wouldn't. I was overruled. Yeah, now you're talking about... It's going to be like 35. Danger zone. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. They have uh, space heaters in my tent. Steve, it's you're doing your outdoor broadcast on the 12th. Yes. Of this yep. month. Yes. And uh, so it'll be like a Thursday. It's a Thursday night into a Friday morning. Mm. And the lead up is 50 degree weather. And I was like, well, let's just do this. And I think I go out there on a day when it's rainy or maybe a little bit of snow and a high of 37 and a low of 20 something but wouldn't it have been so fun if it had been high of 18 low of zero overnight low of negative two i would have been fine guys they had three space heaters in there last time three yeah i i think they have to cover their tracks yeah and then they always have to account for viewers emailing in oh yeah i thought you told us that we shouldn't be outside right now exactly exactly anyway um Follow up to Golden Globes, it looks like. Uh, if you didn't watch it, like, I don't think any of us sat out on Sunday night and watched no, the whole thing. No. I did. Oh, you Dawn. did? Oh, Dawn did. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Dawn. And she liked it. Dawn, get Sorry, this. Sorry, Dawn. I don't mean to talk about no, you like true. you're not here. No, it's here is the uh Here's what happened. Imagine, imagine in 2020, uh, before the pandemic, you were watching the Golden Globes in a room with three people. It was you and two of your friends. This year, two of those friends didn't show up to the oh party. God. Their viewership dropped by some 66% Whoa. year over year. 
It is a 13-year low. The last time it was this low was in 2008 when there was a writer's strike and they aired a press conference instead. Oh, my gosh. But it really, really tanked. Only 6.9 million viewers. Last year, they had 18.4 million. So it is a huge drop. But it's to be expected because... There wasn't a traditional release schedule. Nothing was in theaters this year. Everything was everything was weird. And so just like I thought, who what do you just come out with a movie and then you get nominated? I'm surprised Smurfs wasn't nominated. There were so few things that felt like they had typical theatrical releases or at-home releases that were big and splashy. Mm-hmm. And so apparently a lot of people felt that way and they did not uh they didn't tune in. It was a huge Huge drop in ratings. And, you know, NBC signed a $60 million a year deal with the Hollywood Foreign Press back in 2018 for exclusive rights to the broadcast for eight years, which takes oh. them through 2026. Maybe may, next year is going to be huge for them. Will it rebound next year? Will it look normal next year? Or will they be really uncomfortable thinking, why did we spend all that money? Because maybe award show appetites, especially for the target demographic of 18 to 49-year-olds, Maybe it's changing. Sometimes all you need is one year without something, and then you're like, oh, I didn't need that. Yeah, that makes sense. I watched it because of our jobs. That's yeah. it. Yeah. If I didn't have this job, I wouldn't have watched it. Yep. And yep. Yep. That seems like it makes good sense. sense for how the average American would have approached yeah. it as well. So tough yeah. year for the Golden Globes, but great job, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They did yes, great. Yes. They're they did so great. good. I love I them. I like the fact that we didn't have to wait for people to walk up. Yeah, good that point. Was, that was like, it was more efficient, mm-hmm. it felt like. That's a great point. Did they have like the shut up music or just a timer? Uh, they did. They didn't at first, but then they started doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, but then Jason Sudeikis won, and they were like, all right, let's figure out some wrap-up music. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Don Cheadle jumped in or gave him a hard time somehow. Yeah, he Jason did. Jason Sudeikis, when he was going oh, on. Yeah, he was like, come on. He made Made a motion like, come on, get wrap with it, up. it, wrap it up. <laughs> and then Jason Sudeikis said something like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Don Cheadle says I need to wrap it up. That's embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, our Facebook question today, this is, a, I guess, a thread on Reddit right now. What's your favorite old person candy? Mm, mm, good. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good. So think on that. Go to our Facebook page. You can uh, also uh, call us later if you feel like it at uh, 1145. We'll do that. We'll remind you, okay? When we come back, though, Steve's got some fun facts. I'm going to tell you something about the surface of the moon. You ever look up at the moon and think, how big is that? Like uh, Earth standards. Give me something to relate this to. How big is the moon. I have an answer for us, everybody. Get excited. That and other dumb things you don't need to know, but you'll be happy that you did when we return on Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, Donna. Hey, Steve. When did you get here? I've been here the whole time. Hey, I want to talk with you about my underwear again, if I may. Oh, God. All right. Listen, you know that I love my chill boys. They are bamboo boxer briefs, but here is what's happening. I've loved them from the first time that I put them on my legs, instantly felt the difference. So cool and so comfortable so now anytime that i have to put on some stupid underwear Uh that aren't chill boys Uh i feel like an idiot you should you should they are a local company offering great men's underwear but can i point out steve that Mm -hmm. um ladies if you're tired of thongs making you feel like you've got a constant wedgie (laughs) might i suggest you get yourself a pair of soft bamboo boxers from chill boys i've always said that i would never wear a thong but i'll tell you this if my buddies at chill boys made a thong <laughs> i'd try it on i'm just saying i would try it on hey if you want more information you can go to chillboys.com chill boys comfort where it counts 
Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for listening. Things that make you go. Have either of you ever seen the moon? Mm, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's the white ball for anyone who's just tuning in. It's the white ball. It comes out at night, mm. and it's always there. It just looks a little different from time to time. We're on the same page before I go into this stat, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay, Got good. It. Asia has a larger surface area than the moon. Have you ever looked up and thought, how big is it really? If we brought it down here on Earth, mm-hmm. how big would it be? Asia is 17.2 million square miles. The moon is 14.6 million square miles. Two and a half million square miles smaller. I don't exactly know how what a square mile is, but I think it's important to realize that if you, it's like Asia in the sky in With a diamonds. ball. There it is. Oh, nice. Come on, man. <laughs> I guess you guys. it looks pretty big. From down ah, so. here. But then I see people on the surface of the moon. Go with me, Don. I know you're not sure if we landed on the moon yet or not. But I see those video images, and I think, if you just kept running, could you get to the other side of it and just fall off? Like, if you ran for fall off. four no, minutes? You don't fall off. Or, you know, start going down the other side of it? Mm-hmm. When you see video of the moon, doesn't it look small? When they're on there, when Neil Armstrong is walking around. Mm-hmm, Don't you think it looks set. small? Okay. See, that's how we got to. It looks small oh up there. Gosh. It doesn't look like it's just moon for miles and miles and miles. So it's smaller than Asia. Sorry, just looking at what Asia is. And Asia's be. big. I mean, Asia's big. Um, China's the most part of it. We've got China. India in there. Yeah, so these to... are these are big places. So are you saying that the moon looks bigger in Asia? No. 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 Ooh, no. So, no. I'm saying that Asia is two and a half million square miles bigger than the moon. Gotcha. But I'm then separate thing and aside saying when we saw Neil Armstrong on the moon, mm-hmm. didn't it look like just a ball like it didn't yes, look it doesn't like, look like earth like what you're saying is we can't yes how yes. if we if you tore down yes, every house yes, and you were standing in the middle of your street and every house mm. every house is gone you would not see, you would just see land 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 you know like the into the horizon where it felt like when they were on the moon it was like maybe it's because it's surrounded by black i don't know that just could felt be like that's small. that could be i see what you're saying like it actually looked like it had a beginning, a middle, an end, and yeah, yeah. Where if you were to look, which Don says is book- yeah. <laughs> I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There's Stanley <laughs> Cooper in the that's corner right. filming it. Did you yeah. see like an exit sign or something yeah. in Whoops. the background? <laughs> There's that wind machine oh, for the flag. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So I wish that I could see a globe and see how Me big too. the moon is on it. I actually just Googled that, and I got some scantily clad women for some oh. reason. I'm like, what? All I did moon. was type in map of the world with the moon on it, and oh. there were other globes. Now, <laughs> I did, I, as though... As though I'm Yoda when I Google search, I typed in moon how big. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, I did that, and it, it gave me, I'm going to send you this picture, yeah. okay? Moon how moon, big. how big. Uh, moon how big. <laughs> I don't know why I would have searched it like such a Neanderthal, but I did, Yeah. and it happened. Uh, let's see, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it right down here. Weirzy. Everybody, mm-hmm. if you're at your computer, just Google search like I did. Moon, moon how big. Moon and this at least gives big. you a picture of Earth next to the moon. Oh, I don't know if that's, that's helpful or not. It is. It totally is. Yep. Okay. You see, okay. it's 27% the size of Earth. So it's kind of like the top part of Africa. Yeah, to trigger him. Sorry. You know I can't stop. <laughs> See, here I have to turn down a dial in order to turn my mic off. Mm-hmm. In the studios, there's a mute button, like a cough button. You can just hold it down, and then yeah. I, in the past, could just go like, Nerp! and then unmute and it, and hear people you. still think I'm normal. <laughs> this yeah. broadcasting from home has really shown my warts. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, here's something about... Let's stay on geography for a second. Okay. Okay. This is really fascinating. The geographical center of North America, the continent, is mm-hmm. a town in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the center what? of North America. That town. I did not know this. And this is just a coincidence. So they say that town is called Center. Oh, no way. Honestly. That's not a coincidence. No that's way. That's what they told me. No. I don't they believe told that me that's that. a coincidence. I think it is because it is the center. That is way too much of a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> listen, every morning at 6 a.m., the people from the Things That Make You Go Huh Foundation call me. Oh, and they wow. say, I hope you have a pen and paper handy because they just tell them to me. And when I say, but wait, they just start reading the next one. Oh, my god. No gosh. follow-up questions. I know. Okay, Steve. Uh, this is fun. The official state vegetable of Oklahoma is the watermelon. What? (laughs) So dumb. The senator who proposed it says it comes from the cucumber family, Mm -hmm. so it should be classified as a veggie, not a fruit. The National Watermelon Promotion Board, what the hell, says it's both. Hmm. Let me read that last sentence again. It's because it's sweet. The National Watermelon Promotion Board. Well, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to promote that fruit. Remember when Seinfeld talked about the seedless watermelon? Nope. Mm -hmm. Oh, said, what do you think? They have the melons humping now? (laughs) You know, how they do it on seeds? How are they? How are they? How do you get a seedless watermelon, Donna? I don't know. No, they just, there are seeds in there. They're just little white ones that aren't as aren't as big oh okay that's good to know i never had seedless watermelon no what am i doing i'm eating seeds don't do it well i'm spitting them out but i'm not it's a lot of work (laughs) all right you guys dr oz to the rescue did you hear this story no he saves a man's life at newark airport oh i think it was newark yeah 
Doesn't it's matter. It's like a promotion. <laughs> right. Oh, are you hanging out with Dawn? No, no. He's <laughs> on a set. I'll tell you all about it when we come right back. You know, these days it can feel like we're stuck in our houses and looking for a safe escape. Well, good news. The Y is open and safer than ever. They have a helpful tool on their site that tells you how busy each location is, and they do extensive cleaning throughout the day. Plus, you can take virtual Y fitness classes wherever you like. And you can earn a free month if you join by March 18th. Go to ymcanorth.org. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071 Everything Entertainment. How about that Dr. Oz, man? Just when just just when you think he's a fake doctor. Right. He goes and saves somebody's life. Exactly. Um, I saw him on Good Morning America this morning um, talking about it. And <laughs> apparently um, he was at Newark Airport with his family. I think they were on their way to Florida. Florida Orange. And um, he was at the carousel. You know, waiting for his luggage. Baggage claim, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Baggage claim. Yep. Carousel. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it a carousel? I imagine horses up and down. Oh, don't you call that like the baggage, baggage carousel. carousel? Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. You guys are... Judgy McJudgerson. Turning a little old. It. Let's continue. Okay. okay thank so you. he's at the baggage So he's at carousel. the baggage claim carousel. <laughs> <laughs> and he hears his daughter say, Daddy! Daddy! And he recognized that as a call for help. Went over. A man had fallen. I think he was a 60-year-old man. Fell flat on his face. No. Blood pooling around his head. Oh. Um, he flips him over. The guy is not a good color. He said he was purple like an eggplant. Oh, and he was like, no. He ended up um, having a lot of help from Port Authority police. And um, ended up doing CPR, and he his um, he was foaming at the mouth, so he needed to get air to him. So there's a kit at the airport that has all this stuff in it. Oh, unless he had it with him and was able to blow air into him. The guy is alive. He's Amazing. recovering at the hospital. He's uh, Doctor Oz has been in touch with his wife. Um, it is just amazing, and interestingly. It is um, CPR month, National CPR month. And he went on to say when he was doing this interview with Good Morning America, he said, you know, this is something that you can learn in just a few minutes. And he reminded us that if you ever need it, it's probably going to be somebody that you care about. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you know, because that's who we hang out with, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and he said, you know, it's great. The compression, the, um, the, whatchamacallit, what, what do you call the thing that, um, shocks? Defibrillator. Yes. Defibrillator. Yeah, that thing. So, you know, you see those at the airports and when you take it out, it tells you, it gives you the instructions mm-hmm. as to what to do. And you don't have to be afraid of getting shocked because, you know, the body like jumps mm-hmm. yeah, when you're yeah, trying to shock right. it back yes. to life because <sighs> it won't do that if there are people, other people too close to mm-hmm. the body. And he's like, you can do mm-hmm. this yourself. You take those little sticky things, you put them on the body. He, it's just, it's a really, really good reminder that this is an important thing to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm oh, literally going to do this today. I'm going to go online and 
see what I can learn. How to use the defibrillator. Um, and how yeah, to pronounce it. <laughs> is it defib or frib? Defibrillator? Defibrillator. Brew. Brew. Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Not yeah, even brew. Defibrillator. All right, let me use it in a sentence. Hey, could you pick up two defibrillators at the store? <laughs> well, that, just, that rolled <laughs> off the tongue. That was <laughs> really good. Felt supernatural. Oh, Remember, I got the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the the D choker. A three-pack of the D-Choker uh, last week. And this is a, a, a device that you can purchase. And they say it's sort of a upstart company. They've saved 150 lives at this point. Um, and it's a device that you this. can use on yourself if you choke while you are alone. Or if you have little ones, especially, or the elderly, who the Heimlich maneuver can be difficult to successfully perform on sure. without doing real damage to them. Now, I get it. Like, a broken rib is better than being dead. I understand that. But this is a device that you put over. Imagine if you were getting oxygen or, or how they administer anesthesia in an operating room, that cushiony mask that goes over your nose and mouth, okay? You know what okay. I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Clear plastic. It's yeah. got that cushion. You put that there. And then that is connected to a tube, a cylindrical little tube, maybe about 10 inches long. On the back end of that tube is a like a, a pump, like a like if you were pumping air into a volleyball. Okay. So you're, and each time that you pull out, you pull the lever out, it sucks like air out of you like a vacuum. So you create a seal around your mouth. And then you pull this out, Ooh. and it's supposed to repeatedly be really po like powerful reverse pressure to dislodge the thing that is in your throat. So Ooh. if you're home alone, your only other chance is to like throw your body over a, a dining room chair, mm -hmm. like a hard chair. But this has saved lives. They're about fifty bucks a pop. We were gonna get one, then we we're gonna get two. We we're like, you know what? Let's get three. We have a like a toddler sized one. We have a, a youth sized one and an adult sized one. And we just thought, if at the end of this we say we spent one hundred and fifty bucks and never had to use them, it'll be the best one hundred and fifty bucks we ever For spent. For sure. Where did you hear about this? I've never even heard about this. Device. I never had either. I had saw it randomly on Instagram at some point, and I wasn't looking up choking. Or anything. I don't know. It just randomly came to me. But it's called uh, the D-Choker, uh, an anti-choking device. You can buy one as low as $47 at D-Choker, D-E-C-H-O-K-E-R, D-Choker.com. Wow. Yeah. It's supposed to be really easy. And, and I tried it, too. It sucked my tongue right into the tube. Really? Like, I was like, am I getting pressure? And then it was like... <sighs> Yes. Wow. Okay. Getting, Good to know. Over 16 million children are taken to the emergency room every year due to choking incidents. Wow. I don't know how to spell choke. I've just realized. Really? No. Are you trying? <laughs> are, what are you trying? Chalk? D-E. And then let's do a C-H-O-K-E-R. Yeah, you oh. don't spell choke much. How are you? I, I put an A in there. Oh, no way. Like C-H-O-A. C-H-O-A-K-E-R. Oh, okay. And then I did D-Choker, and I didn't get anything. Re oh, yeah. Well, they, we'll figure you, that out later. This is the whole thing. I need to watch me. the instructions on how to yeah, use it. Yeah, dchoker.com. Dawn's mm. been going to all, you know, mm -hmm. like booby sites and stuff. Everything that she... Booby sites? <laughs> or was it booty sites when you booty! were looking up the moon oh, earlier? Oh, that was on the work computer. Don't worry. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm just saying she goes to like look up what's the size of the moon to Earth. Uh, yeah. All I, this map of the Earth with the moon. And then there's a bunch and of then, naughty nurses that show up. Right. I'm like, Whereas, okay. Well, no, nobody was nude. They were just in lingerie. Or you can do what Stevie Boy does, which is just search how big moon. <laughs> <laughs> Came right up. Came right up. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so um, another story I wanted to tell you about, now that we covered Dr. Oz, was um, Bill Burr was talking about Gina Carano, who was a co-host on The Mandalorian, Mandalorian, and said that um, she is a sweetheart when he worked with her. And he was on someone's podcast. Mm -hmm. um, And basically, he's not a fan of cancel culture. And he's made that known before, if you saw him on Saturday Night Live in his monologue last October. But he was saying, you know, I'm on that show, so I have to watch what I say. But he said, you know, the way it is right now is people are waiting and just laying in the weeds. He said, you know, people are like, let's show that he's human and he's made a mistake in his past and let's take his dream away. So he's kind of making that point and saying that he's not talking about the the things like sexual assault and all of that kind of stuff. He says, but it's just like ye, somebody makes an ignorant comparison and then your entire dream is taken away. So the uh, there was a guy, I don't know who Joe DeRosa is, uh, but he was another guest on this podcast. And he added, I get what she was trying to say. Obviously, any comparison to anything with the Holocaust is a shoddy comparison. It's a dumb thing to do. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. And this guy went, again, I don't know who this guy is, but then he went on to say, however, how is it any different from all the people on the left when Trump got elected and they said he's like Hitler? How is that any different mm. is what he added to that conversation. Mm. And, you know, um, when I was looking up, when we were talking about the Gina Carano story a couple of weeks ago, and I was looking up things, I went on this, uh, there were articles from the Holocaust Museum and things like that, and they were citing, you know, people on all sides of the ideological and political spectrums who have, when they felt it convenient to make a point extra poignant, mm -hmm. have called on similarities to the Holocaust or to Hitler. Yeah. And the Holocaust Museum was saying, as as much as you think that might be aiding your argument, it is not. And so, you know, it was an educational read that it was offering. But but I get it. Like, I, I understand, just like that guy says, it, you can't defend that comparison is always going to be bad. Yes. And so you think yes. it's going to support you and it's not, it's, and it's not going to. That being said, do I think that that should have resulted in firing? I can't quite say that. I, I understand also what Bill Burr is saying, that it's and, – and if everybody felt good having every private conversation that you've ever had mm -hmm, taken mm -hmm. to Twitter sure. and to cancel culture and saying, cool, maybe you'll make it, maybe you won't. But it feels like – here's what I'm thinking. I think that it's getting to be a tricky time to – process things on a microphone or on video because if if you like even in follow-up conversations to whatever the offense is if you take a position that seems ignorant and may in fact be ignorant and may be um, uneducated mm -hmm. and you need room to grow even if you voice that in the midst of a conversation 
let's just call it generically Twitter. Twitter doesn't care. They don't care about the conversation. They don't care of what you needed to learn or anything like that. It's you said something I didn't like, go away. Yeah. And I don't like that. I just don't like it. And I think it it makes it a really scary place to have conversations that need to be had about important topics. Sure. And so if you don't like what she said, then maybe let's have like an ongoing dialogue about that or pick any other topic, any mm-hmm. other hot topic issue. If the answer is, if you say something that they don't like, you're gone. Guess what's gone? Guess what's gone? Honest, open conversation sure. where we can actually hear from each That's other and learn point. from each other. I don't like it. Really I just don't like point. it. Yeah. It makes it very, very frightening. And if if you even if you're just not around the bend yet on understanding, then you better go to school and get fully educated on it before you open your mouth about it. Because otherwise you're not being fully there yet will just be cast upon you as whatever it is, hatred or whatever, fill in the, the, the adjective. I think it's a really tricky time. So I understand where they're coming from in right. terms of like, what is, what's the atmosphere that we're trying to go for? Right. What, what sort of conversations are we looking to have? Say everything exactly as I see it as being right or else. Cause that's not a, that's not a healthy, right. sustainable way to have good conversations right. where people actually learn from each other. People just get scared and then they'll stop saying anything. That's why I I cannot post on social media mm-hmm. or I can't believe that people post the things that they post. I'm like, what What do people get out of this? I yes. don't understand. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. It's just a lot of stress and creating anger and I just, yeah. Yeah, I'm not into that either. I usually post like really stuff. weird things that are like <laughs> things we talk about on the show. Like, yeah. here's a monkey opening a package. Oh, I mean, my yes. Twitter is weird. That's but how I am too, Dawn. I, yeah. don't, I don't say anything Or just about like, I don't like double stuffed Oreos. That's it. Yeah. And then <laughs> people are like, pitchforks coming yeah. after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's anti-Oreo. <laughs> no, just double stuff. That's the, okay. no, oh, so what are you, body shaming the Oreo now? <laughs> <laughs> Oreo is a sucky cookie. What? Okay, we got to go. Um, When we come back, uh, if you see something, say something. Uh, There were two guys drinking beers on an inflatable mattress, and they ended up being um, taken out to sea. Oh, Oh my. (laughs) Hey, buddy, you want to hit this mattress with me? Here, hold my beer. Uh, Yeah, we'll talk about that when we come right back on my talk. Here will be recorded, saved, and uploaded so that anybody in the world can listen to it at any time, including you. Find my talk shows as podcasts at mytalk1071.com or on the MyTalk app. Everything entertainment and uh, dumb people, too. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. 
Here's a story for you. So, two guys drinking some beers at a beach house. Nice. Jackson Perry and Noah Palmer. They're Australian. Rise up, lights. Rise up, lights. <laughs> and they were chilling on Saturday when they decided to hit the high seas aboard a blow-up bed with Ooh. some brewskis to keep them company. <laughs> and they were just going to, you know, drift around on the water for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it began to unravel after they found themselves in this, like, windy atmosphere. <laughs> they had no ability to navigate the bed or the mattress, whatever They didn't have it. paddles. They didn't have paddles. Oh, boy. Um, so they had to be rescued. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were running out of beer, first of all, so they started to panic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mighty shiny land, mate. Uh, one of the guys eventually started diving into the water at regular intervals to do what he could do to reinflate oh. their less than seaworthy watercraft. What? So he's under the water blowing into the air mattress? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know. I think there was a jet ski involved. Oh. Anyway, I think we have one of the guys talking about mm-hmm. what happened. I don't know if we could understand him, but we'll try. Okay, here we go. We had this mattress out the front of Noah's house. It was a bit deflated, so we decided to pump it up and like go down. Just had like drift on the water, probably 50 meters off from shore. We got a bit too far out, and the wind kept picking up, and yeah, we got sent out to sea. As long as we had enough beers to keep us going, we're all right. Yeah. As soon as the beers got a little bit low, then we're like, oh, we should try head back in. The mattress had like three pinholes in it, so Noah's like jumping off in the water every 10, 15 minutes to keep blowing the mattress back up. Oh my God. Did you understand anything nope. he said? No, no, I didn't get it. Do we have it in English <laughs> yeah, or no? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, mattress. The mate, translator has a day off. Beer, mate, and maybe we just do beer bones, mate, and maybe see your crop, mate. <laughs> That's good, Steve. Like, really I think, is. you know what I... No. Uh, gosh, uh, who was... Uh, who's the guy? Who's the star of Avatar? British guy, Sam Worthington. Mm. Uh, not British, he's Australian. And so when I was uh, interviewing him at the premiere of Avatar, Ninja, <laughs> and I was trying to do an Australian accent, he said, No, you're opening your mouth too much. You said you just need to you keep your mouth closed. Mouth, you know, and then he was just oh, mumbling, that's essentially. Good. And he said that people keep their mouths closed there because there are big flies in Australia. No! <laughs> that's what he said. That's what no. he said. No, seriously. Oh, that's got to be a lie. I don't oh, know. Gosh. That's funny. Oh, I love, this is all over the place, by the way, this story, but I love that one is, it's on a website called freebeerandhotwings.com, and it says two idiots in Australia got carried out to sea on an inflatable mattress. A couple of miles? Yeah. He said 50 meters, I think. I think I understood that part. And it says that they only called for help once they started running out of beer. (laughs) So glad they had a cell phone. Right? Mm, mm. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so anyway. Steve, the what is audible? The Australian bushfly is a real problem in Australia. They don't put that on their Chamber of Commerce brochure. Audible, Donna, is an app on your phone, and it's uh, an opportunity for you to listen to audiobooks through oh, the app. Oh, okay. It's an extension of Amazon, links up with your Amazon account. I see. And I uh, have been. And here's what happened. Mm-hmm. I realized that I restarted Audible months ago. Forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It's 15 bucks a month. Nope. $15 a no, month. Now, you get a book with that $15. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they call it a credit, but you pay for the credit, but still they make you feel like you're getting something because you get this credit. Mm -hmm. That credit can be turned into any book that you want on Audible. So I realized I had four or five credits and was like, oh, crap, I got to start getting some of these books. So listen to a couple of books. I was listening to a book called Atomic Habits. Finish that. It was good. Um, listening to a book on like the behind the scenes of it's called the wonders of Disney, all these little factoids about life at the park and things you can look for that you wouldn't normally notice that would enrich your experience. at Ask the park. him the time. He'll give you the history <laughs> of the clock. So with that, uh, now having listened to these two books back to back, <laughs> I have noticed two things, two times. What? And I love a little continuity error or an editing error in a movie or a TV show. Sure. Two separate times, I have heard them do a take two of a line oh, right no after. Oh, no way. That's so, cool. And here's what it would read. It would read something like, it's a tradition that has been linked to one specific fly. It's a tradition that has been linked uh, to one specific fly. Yeah. It's Two a tradition. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. W I rewound it yesterday just to listen to it again. I thought, oh, and I was like, I think I like take two better. Hey, can I give you a tip on a book? You don't have to. Uh, Chip Gaines. Listen to what he's doing with his upcoming memoir, No Pain, No Gains. Here, right? See what he did there? He, no, listen to what he's doing. This is so great. He is hiding $1,000 checks inside 10 copies of his forthcoming memoir, oh, which is out on March 16th. So, I got a golden ticket. Yes, exactly. So... You, if you're lucky enough to pre-order at the right exact second, you will find a one thousand dollar check. Wow. How about that? Wow, thanks, that Chip. Be, thanks, How many, Chip? Chip? How many? Ten. 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 One thousand dollar copies. Cool. Okay, we'll All be right. right back. Bye, Don. Bye. Bye Don.